Are you ready to begin your journey out of the realm of just theories and into a world of excitement and experience that only comes with braving the unknown? Join us as we speak to entrepreneurs who have faced the challenges of successfully creating businesses at home as well as abroad. Whether it's arts, services, or tech, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Bangkok to Mumbai, we'll help you find your inspiration and turn it into action. Get ready for Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now welcome your host, Neville J. McKenzie. Today's conversation is with Daryl Saw, CEO of Stewards Riverboat, a food and beverage facility that caters for 100 diners as well as having a bar for 150, and is located at the Marina South Pier in Singapore. So now, without further delay, let's begin. So, I'm Neville J. McKenzie. I'm here with Daryl Saw. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a young entrepreneur in Singapore that I've just bumped into. I've never met him before. Daryl, can you just introduce yourself? It's one of the hardest questions to answer. <laughs> no. Well, I'm Daryl, and I'm right now running the Riverboat, which is a three-level floating F&B and lifestyle venue at Marina South Pier. Yeah, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I am actually on a boat. It's a boat, not a ship. Yes, it's a boat. Yeah. A boat. And I'm feeling a bit seasick already. Oh dear. So if I have to stop the interview and rush to the side, then yeah, you'll know, know what. what's going on, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've introduced yourself briefly. Mm. Can you give us your background? My background? Yeah. Well, I was never formally trained in food and beverage operations. In fact, uh, after leaving school at 16 years old, I started working in F&B because my parents started a restaurant and I moved on to study something very different, which is theology. Theology? Yes, that's right. That's very surprising. Very surprising. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's my background. I'm trained as a pastor, but I'm now running a restaurant. And well, this, this restaurant was started by my parents back in 99. I was only 11 at the time. And that's when I started working uh, as a waiter, later as an accounts person, admin, um, and marketing and so on. Then it's, um, I came back full-time to manage this place just last year only after taking a four-year break to run my own music business. So what was the music business? It was a music school. Yeah. Um, I basically was, a, was teaching piano and guitar. Oh, so you're a pastor, you're a music teacher. Yes, that's right. Well, I'm trying else? to be an F&B guy. I'm trying to be an F&B guy. That's right, right yeah. Well, I've, I've looked around. I was here a few days ago. Mm. Um, I, didn't, I did see you, but you were very busy. And I couldn't mm. really talk to you at the time. Um, it's a very, for me, it's a very unusual restaurant because it's yes. actually a boat. It floats. Mm-hmm. Does it actually move? It is registered as a boat. It's built as a boat. Um, we have to pay the licenses to be a boat, but we do not have an engine. You don't have and an engine. The reason for that is uh, in Singapore, the law for harbour craft, which is our category, is that if you have a diesel engine, we are not allowed to cook on board. Oh. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's very different for, for the cruise ships where you can sail and cook. That's a surprise to me because I did, when I looked at your webpage, mm-hmm. I did see that it didn't have an engine, but I couldn't understand why. Ah, okay, yeah. now you understand. So it's a legal requirement. It is, yes. Is there space for an engine? There is space for an engine, but right now that space is occupied by our sewage tanks, our grease trap, and our store facilities. Another thing that I 
when I, when I initially contacted you, I asked you if you had a LinkedIn page. Yes, and I you do told, not. You do not. Why is that? I just didn't see the need for it. Yeah. Mm. So how do you contact? How do you make contact with your network? How do you maintain a network? Most of my network is all uh, through personal meetups. Me uh, yes, uh, like when I attend courses and events and get to know people, and that is my network. So is that because yeah. Singapore is re a relatively small place? I don't think place? so. I think it's just me. Just you? Yeah, I prefer to keep things very uh, personal. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than have a public profile on there. How do you, how do you maintain contact with your network? How do I maintain contact is. It, I don't know a lot of people here in Singapore, but those I know, we, we do hang out for drinks now and then, yeah, activities together and so on. Yeah, do you use WhatsApp? Yes, we promote ourselves a lot on social media. Oh. Uh, Business-wise, I don't promote myself personally. Uh, this ah, this yes. is what I was getting at, yeah. Ah, okay. yeah. So LinkedIn for the business? Yeah. Oh no, we don't have as well. Yeah, yeah. but you, you promote yourself, um, you promote your business yes. through what media? Social networks, um, mainly Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And right now, in fact, Instagram more than Facebook. Why is that? Uh, because of the new structure in Facebook, they don't, if we have a thousand followers, not all thousand get to see our posts straight away. Whereas uh, Instagram is still uh, time-based. Time-based? Yes, oh. they see the most recent posts first and all that. How many events do you run uh, in a week or in a month? Well, that really depends uh, what we consider as events. Uh, we do a lot of private corporate functions, birthdays, weddings, um, that at least twice a week. Then we do our wine tastings twice a month. And off and on, we do get social networking events. We do get um, upcoming like Halloween party. We're going to have a run. We're going to have a, yeah, some dinner theater and such like this all in the pipeline. Yeah. Tell us about the wine tasting events. Okay, wine tastings. Uh, we are doing a series of 10 tastings. Uh, we've already finished 8, so there's two more in this series. Um, this happens fortnightly on Thursdays. So for just $15, you get to taste 5 to 6 wines from a particular country of the day. And it's semi-educational and semi-social. Uh, so do you have a, a wine expert? Yes, we do. Uh, actually, it's one of my friends. She comes in to speak on the wines and we'll just provide the wines for tasting. Uh, there are so many different uh, schools, right? Um, well, I guess uh, what we are, myself and my friend, we are certified specialists of wine, CSW, which is from American certification. Then there's UK-based WSET. Uh, and of course, uh, at a much higher level, there's a master of wine. So you know a lot more about wine than me then? I don't know how much you know. <laughs> Very little. I just know... I probably just drink a lot more. <laughs> I just know the taste. If it's yeah. good, if it's bad, but you mm. can probably... Delve into still that learning, still learning. Yeah, oh, Long still way learning. to go. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned the running. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that is a very interesting one because we are partnering with a gym. It's called Vanity Fitness. Uh, so we are trying to uh, organize runs, uh, runs and buffet, once a month or once every two months. Yes. Uh, so we will actually gather somewhere at a Marina Bay or Gardens by the Bay, do some warm up exercises, and then have a three to five km run. Then when we arrive here, we cool down and we have a buffet lunch. Anything after? That's it. Then that's, we have a, know, just a short uh, health quiz or talk. Or... That's um, a good way because a lot of people, when they do exercise, mm -hmm. it's very challenging for them to have a meal afterwards, to cook mm. a meal. And if you're organizing a meal... Yes, with the buffet is good. Yeah. You replenish everything that you burn. And is it eat as much as you want? or is it? Yeah, it's a buffet here. Yeah. It's all you can eat. Buffet. All you can eat? Yes. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, 
So where whereabouts are you from? Are you actually Singapore? I am Singaporean. You know? Yes. And you grew up in Singapore. Grew up in Singapore. Never lived abroad. Never lived abroad. Yes, I oh. wish I could. Yeah. Um, so do you didn't find have a chance? Yeah. Do you find your hands are full running this restaurant? Very much. Yes. Mm. From what I've been told from uh, colleagues and friends that have run restaurants before, mm. um, running a restaurant mm. is probably one of the riskiest business to actually get into. So mm. what did, made you decide to get into it? Yes, F&B is quite fickle. Uh, you see cafes opening and closing and uh, out of my friends, a large portion of the young people, they actually want to start their own cafes. So there are many people who want to enter it, but they are not aware of the sustainability and the amount of hours of hard work that goes into it. Yeah, it's one of the most labor-intensive trades, I would say. This restaurant's been going since 1999? 1999, that's right, yep. yes. So what do you think is the secret of your success? Just hard work and sacrifices, yeah. What kind of We don't get to spend Christmas, New Year, Valentine's Day outside. Yeah, these occasions are all spent working. Mm. So for pasta, that must be quite difficult. <laughs> no, that was just a, I wasn't actually a full-time pastor, I was yeah. just like, assisting. Uh, yeah. yeah. So where do you see the restaurant going in the future? Where do we see? Okay, we want to, right now, uh, since I took over last year in June, the main objective is to bring up our quality of experience. Yeah, so the dining experience from head to tail. So once we step up on the quality, the next step will be to make it more exciting with events. You're located here in Marina Bay. Yes, that's right. That's right. Marina, Marina Bay. Myself, yeah. And do you think that's what's helped your sustainability? Your location? Mm, no, actually. In fact, that works against us. Why? Uh, this, despite being so close to Marina Bay Sands and the CBD, yeah, uh, it's not as well known as, for example, Marina Bay floating platform Esplanade areas and all that. Um, what really helped us was the MRT station that opened in December last year. Yeah. Uh, sorry, December, two years ago. Uh, so how did you manage before that? Before that, we had uh, almost everyone who came here was driving. And those who took public transport, they had to take a uh, bus, a five-minute bus ride from the nearest MRT. But the, bus was, but the buses were half an hour apart. Yes. So did you offer any incentives to people that did make that journey. How did you attract them? Well, the location itself is the attraction. Yeah. And I think what works against us right now is just the parking. Parking. Uh, it can be quite tight during lunch and quite expensive during dinner. Yes, as opposed to many other destination places like in Pongo and all that, you, you make a very long drive. It's a very uh, so-called uh, Ulu in, in Singapore terms, we call it Ulu, a very out-of-the-way place. But there's free parking. The strip in, yeah, in, I say, Pongo, Pongo or Raffles, yeah. uh, uh, Tuas area. Yeah. But those places are very busy and crowded, so. Yes, and I think the free parking is an attraction. Yeah. Mm. So, what would you say was the main feature of this place? The main feature, the unique selling point, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. That would be the boat itself and the sea view that we get. Yeah. Being slightly out there, uh, out offshore, we have a good sea view and we get a good view of the city skyline at night. So what made your parents choose this restaurant? Okay, what happened was this boat was actually owned by the fast food restaurant A&W um, back in 1991. And they actually left Singapore in the late 90s. And this boat was available for sale. Yeah, so we were not in the F&B trade before. What trade were you in before? Uh, my dad was doing 
uh, children's education programs. Yeah. yeah, very different. I so that's another big change. Yeah, yeah it's another big change. Yeah. Correct, yeah. So he decided to buy the boat and his original intention was to continue doing education programs on board. But when we bought it and we saw that, hey, there's a kitchen, there's a walk-in chiller, there's a grease trap, there's everything that we need to run a restaurant. So we decided, hey, why not? Let's try something different. And you've obviously been successful over that time. We'd say so. We've seen ups and downs. Yeah. yeah. And the current uh, marking conditions, mm. um, how has that affected you? It has not really affected us because uh, the people who come here are here to, mostly to celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversaries, uh, farewells, uh, and no matter what the market conditions, people still have birthdays. If anyone was to follow in your footsteps, what would you advise them? What do I advise them? Okay, I would advise them to start smaller because at this moment, I feel that this is um, pretty much my capacity. I'm pushing myself very hard to run this place. For someone my age, I would rather uh, have a, a third of this size and it would be much easier to manage and let it grow organically rather than starting big and struggling. But you've been working here since 11, so you've obviously yes. learned a lot. Yes, yes, but I've only been actually leading the whole team for one and a half years. Yeah. Uh, How do you find that? Stressful, it's stressful. Right. Yeah. Okay, so um, Daryl, thank you very much. Thanks, Avil. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Sure. This brings us to the end of this episode of Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now we need you to hit the subscribe button and head over to asiabizstories.com for more great information on how to take your inspiration and turn it into action. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you join us next time on Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action.